With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. is Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you until 10. We're glad you're with us as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this here today. We will start things off with our friend Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. He's going to join us on a weekly basis. Uh, as we've said, uh, if you're into sports wagering, you will enjoy the uh, football season hopefully with us as we'll have a number of those voices uh, of that uh, same kind of ilk as Kenny White Uh, Kenny White, one of the um, most well-known line makers in Nevada. Uh, He will join us at uh, 10.30 here today. Mitch Holtis in his penultimate daily appearance on the program as his daily appearances uh, wind up tomorrow. Uh, But today, Travis Kelsey will be in the spotlight this is an iron horse, as Mitch referred to him yesterday. So we'll get Mitch Holtis in here uh, with that at 10.50. Bill Bender on college football from the Sporting News kicks off hour number two. And then our final guest of the day with high school football, ready or not, here it comes. Uh, starting, and that was directed at you, um, starting tomorrow night, we are going to take a look at high school football in central Iowa for the most part uh, with Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register as it begins tomorrow. It's here. I'm ready for it. I'm so pumped up. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I'll be down the dial 96.9 where you can find live play-by-play all season long here in the iHeart Media Group. Uh, you'll be able to hear all the games also on the iHeart app as you can go that direction as well. But I'll be in, at Valley Stadium as Waukee Northwest will make their debut at the varsity level. Mm. The new school in Waukee against the Valley Tigers and Waukee Northwest new school but a lot of names you know. Coach Carlson, uh, he's over there as a defensive coach. Uh, his defensive coordinator is now the head coach there. Yeah, what so. was behind that? Any idea? Uh, getting, I think, just later on yeah. in his career and just made the decision, taking a small step back, mm-hmm. still coaching football, but not all the duties that come with being the head guy. But basically everybody went with Jim Dewey, the athletic director yeah. at Waukee mm-hmm. to Northwest. I think of of all the varsity sports, only three coaches stayed at Waukee the remainder of them went with Dewey. So, And I think that was the case when Ankeny split, right? Yes. Didn't they all go to the Jags for the most part? For the most part. Yeah. It was a very similar split. I've heard probably similar also. Centennial had a lot more of the initial uh, big time across the board in sports. You know, a lot more success mm-hmm. early on. That's the anticipation. That'll be at Northwest. And yeah, it flipped and it took right. about five, six years yeah. to kind of get to that point. I don't know if it's going to be that direct that you're going to see that, but going to be interesting. I'll see the Wolves for the first time against the Valley Tigers. Mm. What what are their colors? 
Blue and black. Oh, I've seen blue, the black, uniform. and black. I saw yep. the uniform. One of the local TV stations. Well, I'm sure all of them were out mm-hmm. there uh, this past week, but I saw one of them on Twitter. Uh, well, good. So, Ma- so Matthew Bain, I'll do a lot of listening. Um, what's of the city schools? Is is I mean, where, where's Roosevelt going to be? Uh, Coach Moore had them. You know, obviously their arrow was pointing up. Right. I like the fact. Uh, did you see they had kind of a. Um, they, they they camped out one night this past weekend. They they had the team building activity all camped out. I I liked it on my Twitter. I think it was from their uh, Roosevelt um, football account. But will they be of the city schools? Who's gonna uh, is East back? It's going to be Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt I think has the best opportunity. It starts with their quarterback, who you've heard a lot yes, about. Yes, I have. And Jamison Patton. Uh-huh. Patton. I is... think Bertie wrote a piece on him in today's paper. Oh, really? Hadn't seen that yet. Interesting. Uh, looking forward to digging into that a little bit. But that's where you start with Roosevelt. Though they lost their coach, Coach Moore, now over at Iowa City City High, they have done a really good job of starting to develop that program a little bit deeper. And there's a lot of people out there that are pointing to Week Two. Who or the Rough play? Riders. They play Waukee High. Mm. Maybe that is the first time mm-hmm. in a long time a suburban school gets knocked off by a city school. That be something? Week four, I have them on the schedule. Uh, you can hear them on 96.9 as the Rough Riders will take on Urbandale at Drake Stadium. So that's uh, another one that's a possibility there. I really do like Coach Anderson's Urbandale squad this year. Yeah. They're in my preseason top ten, but saw the register rankings. One, two, three. All from Central Iowa. <laughs> Southeast Polk at one, Dowling two. They face off in week one. And number three is the Ankeny Hawks. And I think our friends at WHO TV have that. They one. do. Mur- Keith Murphy. and Cerency are, yeah. are on the play with that. You know, speaking of Drake Stadium, heard a pretty, I think, reliable rumor. Maybe it's been announced uh, this morning. I don't think it was yesterday. They're going to serve beer at football games. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Yes. So you can get yourself a cold one if while you want, you're watching yeah. doggy football. Uh, it's, uh, if it has not been made official as of yet, Sorry, <laughs> right. but um, but that's going to that's going to happen apparently, and they start. I want to say next Thursday. Okay, next Thursday, Thursday opener for yeah, them. So we're going to have coach. We'll have to have coach Stephsis on. Yeah, um, helped them out last year at the beginning of the season, um, the spring season, the spring season. Right. Yeah, you know, look, they 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 practice just as hard, right? Mm-hmm. And it means just as much to them, and they get overlooked, quite honestly. Uh, as a lot of programs do, so we'll give them a, a little hit next week at some point. Speaking of the local level, I was starting to do a little bit more research on you and I leading into the Iowa State Yeah, matchup. when are we going to have Gary Rima on? We'll have to have him on early next week. The Floridian Gary Rima. Yeah, well, he's back. He's coming back to do the games. Yes, is that, yep. And this is his last year of you and I sports? Absolutely, yep. So when basketball is over, Gary Rima... I believe Kaboom. so. Yes. He's gone. Retirement yeah. will be officially upon him. And I, I understood, you know, he easily probably could have walked away this year. He mm-hmm. made the move to Florida with yeah, his but wife. you don't want to do it during a pandemic. And here, I right? think that was maybe the biggest thing yeah. for him. You want to have one more normal sure. season. You want to go out with a, a normal year. and He's you know, going to get to call a pretty good basketball team. Absolutely. A lot of people on the fringes, yeah. of certainly yeah. at the very least a bubble team this year. So you got a good basketball team. And the football team, quarterback position. Now, we know about the young man from Lincoln, mm-hmm. Will McIlvain, who is a real big playmaker. Go back to two years ago in that game against Iowa State. Yes. We saw what kind His of playmaker. His first ever game. He was banged up during the spring season. I think he was also, I don't know if he had COVID, but there's also, I think, an illness that was involved with him. But they brought in, was it a Fumby kid from Georgia who was a freshman? He looked really good in yeah, spot duty. They brought in Dave from Theo Day from Michigan State, who saw a lot of playing time with Rocky Lombardi. Mm. So they're good there. Running back spot looks really good. 
Uh, they got the kid from Kansas that played for him last year. That was good. They got another transfer, I think from Cal it was, that's coming in at the running back spot. Offensive line, got some injuries there. They got some work to do up front. But they returned all 11 starters defensively. and They were really good in the spring season defensively. 11 starters back from a very good defense that we saw this spring. You and I got a chance again this year to make a really big run. And what's that point spread going to be, Iowa State, you and I? Because we probably won't find out until week that, up. Like Friday? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. Look, Iowa State's got so many damn weapons. What's Iowa State's weakness? Hmm. What's, what, what is it? I don't think the offensive line's elite. You don't? I don't. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's built from what it was to good. Right. But that's everywhere. You point everywhere in... The worst thing you can say about them is they're not great. They're good. Mm-hmm. You're right. I've seen some rankings that they're top 10 in college football. I think that's more Brees Hall. Brees <laughs> Hall is so outstanding. But if they are, can you imagine how much more outstanding he will be? And do you see the picture of him yes. uh, kneeling down on one knee looking at the camp? My God. There's going to be some business decisions made among some DBs right. out there if he gets to the second level. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? Because <laughs> uh, what a, what a specimen he is cut. He is. Oh my in god! A big it's rain, boy. It's getting dark. Yeah, it is. That you you need to actually turn a light on for once in there. Turn a light on in here. Yeah, you're really dark as always. Jeez. You like the darkness as you're as we're doing the mm-hmm. show, but yeah, it's going to a different level here. Yeah, we get some. Last time we had a day like this where it got this ominous. Remember what that uh-huh. was? Uh-huh. The uh, derecho. derecho. Yes. As we found out what a derecho was. I had day. no idea. I'd never heard of the word nope. before. And I think I probably mispronounced it for about a month. I'm and not, not sure I, st- I have it right to this day. But, but it became a big part of our yeah, lexicon right, right afterwards. I wish we wouldn't have, obviously. Right. Yeah, but uh, anyway, well, yeah, we'll get Gary Ryman here mm-hmm. next week. I want to learn more about the team, but but good for him. So he's going to retire to Florida. Is that what I did? He yep. bought a house down there? Yeah. He's yep. already, him and his wife have moved down there? They have, yep. They have officially moved down there, but he's going to be bouncing what back part and part of Florida? Do you have any idea? Don't know. Well, we'll ask him when we get him Absolutely. on next Absolutely. He had a hell of a run, man. Yes, he did. Over and, 20 years. And called some big, big games and <laughs> and will clearly be remembered for kabooming his, his way to, uh, you know, into our memory banks, whether it be football, because they had some good times playing yes. football. Uh, Joe Flacco burst their bubble one year. Played for a championship. Yes, they did. I made it as far as uh, we were driving to Chattanooga. Right. Made it as far as Waterloo. We turned around because... <laughs> Well, we left after bar close, and that yeah, probably, probably wasn't, wasn't the, best the best idea. idea on your part. Well, my my buddy was working late. So, who last... came to their senses? Well, it was my buddy that was sober that was driving, uh-huh. and as we're getting on the highway and we're passing, getting ready to go by Waterloo, he said, "What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing?" Yeah. Well, well, it seems like a good idea. There was three of us in the car. He talked us uh, back out of it. It's yeah. probably a good thing in <laughs> retrospect, but uh, yeah, that game too. They had. They had them mm-hmm. on the ropes. They had Happy State on the ropes mm-hmm. to win that football game. But great games. Of course, the Kansas upset. The half quarter by Jesperson. Those calls by Gary Ryman. They'll, whoever gets that role, they got some big shoes to So play. is there someone over there that you would think would they would be? Because doesn't somebody, who does the football? What's his name? Starts with you, doesn't it? Uh, well, there's Eric Braley. And that's not who I'm thinking Who about. does like the Panther Sports Talk, okay. the TV show that you see syndicated here on one of the local channels and Think uh, also Comcast also Chicago. Who am I has it. Who's Unash or uh, Scott Unash? He's a, he's in Cedar Rapids. He's a Cedar Rapids. Okay, guy that is, uh, who am I thinking of? Maybe it is that Braley dude. Yeah, probably is. I, so I, he'll be the guy. I would guess he's certainly the front runner. He fills in a lot. He does you and I women's basketball. Those okay, kind of then things, that's so. the, he'll be the guy. Then yes, I would think so. Well, um, big shoes. The, yeah, big 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 shoes. No doubt about that. All right, so let's do a couple of minutes on baseball because you know it's. 
time to start f- focusing on football. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, well, I know the reason. It's football. Um, and it's king, <laughs> as we've said many, many times. Are the St. Louis Cardinals going to surprise everybody and, and work their way into the... They're only three and a half games out of the out of the wild card. Now, mm-hmm. when you were gone, um, and I was... I, I, like I, I say, killing segments all the time, right? But if I, I gonna, I mean what I'm saying. It's not like I'm just gonna throw crap against the wall. Right. I've actually got a you know method to my mat, and and I made the case that this team can make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's all predicated on the month of August, and they needed to be so good, and they needed to have X amount of wins in order to give them a chance. Because if you look at September. September is not kind. Now, in one respect, it is. They get Cincinnati six times. Okay. And they're two and a half behind Cincinnati? They are, yeah. Two and uh, a half. Three and a half. Behind. Three and a half. Yeah, two and a half behind the Padres. Two and a half behind the Padres. Um, so they have six against Cincinnati. Huge. But they get through with this, this set against the Buccos. And then it's Cincinnati for three at Cincy, at Milwaukee for three, home to the Dodgers <laughs> for four. <laughs> Home to Cincinnati for three. They've got to play. Go to go to uh, New York to take on the Mets. Get the Padres. Get the Brewers. Now the good news is they've got six left against the Cubs. Seven left against the Cubs. Can you make a case? Yes. Yeah. Flirty's back. Flirty's That's a start. back. Absolutely. Though he got beat, as I told you on the show, mm-hmm. that he would a couple nights I think ago. You had a bad night last night. I went one to two. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you had a good. You've been unbeaten this week, so I'm not killing you. I'm on the plus side for right. the week. Yeah, they can, absolutely, because you got those games against the Reds. That's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And the Padres, that smell was awesome How much did you watch of that game last night? A lot. I was in on it basically throughout, from about 10.30 to 12.30, I was in on the game. Snell was outstanding. Was he? Maybe He's been such a disappointment a Big disappointment. Year. And had a couple of big strikeouts. He was showing a lot of emotion out there. He was fired up. Gave up the home run to Will Smith, though. On his 116th pitch Jeez, of the night, though. really? I think that shows you how decimated, though, that pitching staff is. That, this is a guy that's he, he rarely throws in. Nah, that's that's got go to be the a playoffs. season high for him, right? Yeah, go back to the race. Right, absolutely. And getting pulled out that, of there. Which was a mistake. Way, way too uh-huh. early. So they rode him, and he gave up the home run. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games that it goes 16 last night. Is that what it was, 16, I think? Long one, 15 or 16. And... I didn't make it through the whole thing. I wasn't up till 3 a.m. or whatever it ended up here, <laughs> Central Time. But you are still a big proponent of the extra inning rule. I am. And for those kind of moments, those kind of nights, you still had it last night and you mm-hmm. had back and forth it's that was rare, happening. though, but yes. I just think of my team. And my team, if the Twins were in contention and it was a late August night that that was happening, I would have been smiling ear to ear. Those kind of moments... What make baseball great? They make part of the 162, and we don't get that. We just this is such a rarity so now. To have so this you're kind changing of your stance on this. You want to go back now? I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get your wish because I'm not. What do they call it? The magic runner. That yes. Appears on, yeah. I think the magic runner is going to go poof. I want to see the magic runner in the 11th or the 12th. When we get to that point, then then you can put them on. I want to see at least mm-hmm. at the very minimum. The tenth inning, we're still playing by the same rules, right. and then after that, all right, then we'll go and we'll put the magic runner on. I just want to see a little bit more, but those kind of moments—they're few and far between. But when they happen with your team and they're in it and they're in a race and it's important, they were so much fun. And oh, it's one thirty, and the game finally comes to an end, but it's worth it. It's worth it. 
just to have those moments with your team in baseball. Uh, your team, uh, Miguel Sano's home run yesterday, Trent. I, awesome. I didn't watch any of your twins. I was watching the Blue Jays and the White Sox, which was a very entertaining baseball game. Robbie Ray. Oh, my God. What was, you know what? I don't know much about him before he got to Toronto. I know he's in Arizona. He was always... He was a fantasy darling okay. for a lot of people, myself yeah. included, and we had a lot of rough moments. Me and Robbie have had a lot of arguments in the locker room. Uh-huh. Did you go through your divorce? Oh, and then, yeah, yeah no. Him, now traded I, him? Don't get him when he's him? good. Right. Because we had so many of those bad moments. But always a high strikeout guy. It was control. It was always a control issue. Oh. Or a guy, leave a lot over the plate. Home runs, control, but he always had the strikeout ability. And he has morphed now into Whew. a bona fide ace, right? Yes, he is. A guy in a playoff series, they find a way to get in and get in the one game. Who are you starting? Well, you got you got options. You got either left-hander Ryu or or, or Ray um, Brios. He's too inconsistent, man. But that's your number three. I know that's pretty good, right? Yeah. For number three, I don't think they'll get there. I, I give the Cardinals a better chance. Cardinals. Uh, again, they've got some heavy heads on this schedule. And the Dodgers, I think, still believe that they can r- track down the Giants. I'm not sure they can. Um, but you're playing for one spot in the yeah. National League wildcard because whoever doesn't win the West... I mean, the Dodgers right now have an 11.5 game lead in the wild card. That's wild. That's that's unheard of. But how good is that going to be, right? So uh, we got to do, if we did the Cardinals, let's do the Reds. Let's see what their schedule looks like. All right, like. let's do it. We'll leave the Padres aside here. And oh, let's just by say the way, we've got do. some work to do. We, we do? We've got, we're giving away tickets to uh, the Hawkeyes' opening game of the season through our Miller and Condon Twitter account. Oh, give a follow at Miller no, I don't and even, Condon. I don't have to, I get, nah, yeah, yeah, it helps. It Does helps. It? Yes. We can pin the tweet, though, right? We can, absolutely. Well, we've got to do that because it, the contest opens today and we don't have it on our Twitter account. All right. So we're going to do kind of like Claxons. We're going to put up three things. Okay. Um, but more about that after Trent and I talk off air. All right. We will get that all put in. All right. Here's what Cincinnati has remaining. Today, last game against Milwaukee, they go to Miami for three. Then that Cardinal series we talked about. Detroit, better slow than I, you slow, think. Slow down a second here. Let me get all it right. in front of me. All right, right, right. All right. So Miami for three, yeah. Cardinals. Then the Tigers, who are pretty good. Not bad. Yep. At the Cubs. Okay. At St. Louis. Yeah. Then they end the nine-game road trip in Pittsburgh. Okay. Trent, look how much they've, they've got nine left against the Pirates. Oh. And four against Washington. And three against the Cubs. The Reds' schedule. Trent, they're in. They would have to completely hit the Card- here. Cardinals will not get to the postseason. Doesn't feel that way. I, not, not with this schedule. No. As tough as the Cardinals is, and it really ratchets up, mm-hmm. nine against the Pirates? How many against the Cubs? Three against Three. the Cubs? And four against the Nationals, who are awful. Yeah, tell Toronto that. <laughs> That's a bad series, that wasn't was it? That was a bad series. That was a, that was a season-ending playoff wildcard dreams burst series. Yeah, so we got Cincinnati's the playoffs. What's Cincinnati to win the World Series right now? Ooh, Give, I right. want to find a, because I'm about to cash some tickets here in Major League Baseball. Yeah, you've been great on your division picks before the year. Did, I'm going to do very well, yes. In at, fact, at the minimum, Brewers... Four and two, probably five and one. Well, if Cleveland, yeah, minimum four and two. Um, and, and the Brewers will have put, my, put the hay in the barn by the time Labor Day gets here. How many wins do they have right now? 78, and all they need 82 is 82 and a half. And a half? Oh, man. Home free. Baseball. Futures. Let's go to DraftKings and see what we can find here. Team Futures. To win the World Series. That's what we're looking well, for. I want to find a, I want to find somebody with big, big odds. All right. You can get 
the Cincinnati Reds at 55 to 1. There's one. <laughs> All right. How about to win the National League? 20 to 1. That's really good, too. I like that a lot. Let's see. Division. Is there I any... hate betting favorites. How about this? To win the NL West right now. Mm-hmm. You have the standings in front of you? Uh, yeah, I do. How much are the Giants up right now? Uh, give me a second. I said I do. I've got the wild card standings in front of me. Let me get to the real. Okay, the Giants are up right now. Um, come on, computer. Going a little slow on you? Yeah, I'm trying to hit standings. On the... There we go. They are up two and a half. Oh, it's only two and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the Dodgers are still minus 175 to win the division. The Giants are going to win the division. Plus 125. You can get them currently at DraftKings. AL East, the Rays minus 280. The Yankees plus 225. Now that might be worth taking a little stab at because this Yankee team, um, playing really good baseball, playing really good baseball. They won 11 straight. Uh, you can still bet on the White Sox to win the Central. Minus 50,000. <laughs> Bet a lot to make pennies. Do the Yankees and the Rays play each other again? I'm oh, gonna look. I'm sure they have to. I hope so, but maybe not. feels uh, like they have at least one series so they with end, everybody. They, in the they end the season with them. Oh, that could be good. They, they host, and hedging opportunities if yeah, you got they, the Yankees. They host the, uh, they host the Rays to end the season. Uh, do they have any more against them? No, that's it. Not too bad. That's it. Uh, it's a pretty good way to end the season. All right, speaking of sports betting, Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com will join us. How much uh, blowback did you get on your um, – and i got to admit, Trent, I've heard a lot of things in the 25 – like, I love off-the-wall stuff, right? Yes. I love uh, drawing um, outside the lines, thinking outside the box. Your theory yesterday is, as a potential – all right, let's make, you know what, chicken salad out of chicken – you know what. Yeah. And if indeed the eight are left, and they're bringing in, they're they're trying, they're going to be, you know, what you where they're going to rank. They're 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 not going to be the ACC, the Big Ten, or the others. But to try and make that a basketball powerhouse conference that oh by the way plays football, right? That that's you know, well, pretty good. It's I think really good. I do too, and I thought about it a lot last night, and I thought that might be, that's just one of the best things I've heard in my time on the air. So if you missed it yesterday, we're trying. And I'm to, not saying it's going to happen, of right, course. Right. Yeah, this is throwing crap against the sure. wall. This is Dave Wanstead here. This is. But he's been very quiet. Yeah, What's he up to, Wani? He hasn't doubled down? He's up to something. He's not saying anything. What's he working on? So you grab four members to get to 12 in football mm-hmm. Central Florida, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, sure. Memphis. Memphis, Houston, BYU, whatever combination, get those four. Mm-hmm. And then you add two basketball-only members. Mm-hmm. You add Creighton. Yep. You add Gonzaga. Yep. You came up with the Creighton idea. I think it's a great one. I mentioned Wichita Just at the top. proximity-wise. Yeah, but Creighton, better brand. Yep. Though they don't have the final four that Creighton does hit mm-hmm. here. I think more sustainability, a huge building. Mm-hmm. And think of that. You know, going back to the MVC days... How well Creighton oh traveled to St. Louis. They would Saint take Louis. over St. Louis. Them in Wichita State. Now you got Kansas City, even a closer trip for those crazy Creighton fans, mm-hmm. and they're able to go there as opposed to New York City. Mm-hmm. I get it. All right, you get to play Villanova. That's great. Yeah, but the travel's awful for Creighton. It's for all, for all of their sports. And he also plays Seton Hall right. and Providence. Yes. There are really rivalries no. between those. And you trade out instead of Xavier, you play Cincinnati more historically relevant right, right. basketball program. This is what we're talking about in a basketball-only league. And then Gonzaga, the newest Blue Blood, a program without a peer in the WCC. Trent, it's, they, they, they don't test themselves 
And I, it's not their fault. Right. They're just yeah. so much better than anybody in that conference. You bring those two powers in. And now, Creighton, you're not playing a home-and-home home with Seton Hall. You're playing a home-and-home home with Kansas mm-hmm. and Gonzaga every year. Mm-hmm. Creighton saying no to that. Or McDermott's going to Hilton. Right. We get to see that return. Right. We get to see that in a biannual Look at the basis. school, the basketball powers in this new conference you just created. Put Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a nice team, but you've got Cincinnati Kansas. has the twelfth most wins all time. By the there way, there you go. They're better in than college nice basketball. Team. BYU has the eighteenth most wins in college basketball. I don't think you get them, but but regardless, yeah. um, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Final Four the last handful of years, Iowa State, Gonzaga, Creighton. Uh, Memphis. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just had the number one pick in the draft. I know they don't get Cunningham's every year, but you get my point. All of a sudden, this basketball conference gets everybody's attention. And everybody's. A, and football's most important. Sure. This is a football but, league. But you don't have that. You, you don't have that, um, status That's not the right word. Um, that cachet, if you're if you're not in one of those in the fifty seven teams we think are going to be lumped together. But Ken and I, we both believe that there is not a landing spot for these eight teams. I, I keep, I don't think there is. I just don't. And so let's try to find a way to mm-hmm. make this work. That is a football league that every single year it's not. Well, you know, are we going to take this twelve and one Iowa State Conference Championship team or a thirteen and zero Sun Belt team to get an autumn? There's a no doubt. Iowa State would get that bid. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State at eleven and two, they're getting into the college football playoff in a twelve-team structure. It's a conference in football that will work. Yeah. It's a conference that I think can make money, not at the same level, obviously without no, Texas. No, but your and basketball is elevated. Look at all those shares you're going to get to come the tournament with all those advancements that get split. Trent, I think this. I think this is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea. I love out of the side the box thing. I really do. Um, this is way out there, mm-hmm. but man, oh man, it's what you have to do. You do. That's what you're left with. Look, what when when Klafkoff, How did I do? Pretty good. Pretty good. When he t- tells the world tomorrow that the Pac-12 is staying, mm-hmm. and that's what I believe he's going to do. I'll be shocked if, if there's. I mean, and what's he waiting for? By the way, I mean, I know he's got that entertainment background. Just get it over with. <laughs> Are you? You don't want to get off the pot. Are you expanding, or aren't you? Don't right? leave everybody hanging. Right. Don't try to draw this thing out, okay? Just tell us. And I and I know I'm I'm convinced it's going to be no. Well, what does that mean about the you don't think that Warren and Phillips and Klyavkov talked about expansion in this in their in their meet and greets when they were looking each other in the eye and getting that commitment? Well, I didn't sign anything, but we looked them in the eye. You don't think that while they were looking each other in the eye that expansion came up? Of course it did. And it feels like they're all standing yes. past. So what the remaining eight have to do is they have to get better. Get creative. And this is creative. This is outside the box thinking. This is something that can work. Elevate your brand. You can be a great basketball league. You can be a good football league. Yes. You still got a seat at the table to get into a college football mm-hmm. playoff. And there's the years, too, I think, in that football league that, yes, two teams could get in to a 12-team college football playoff. It's not outside of the realm no. of possibility that that could happen. The reality is there, and the reality is this is, in my mind, the best-case scenario out there for the remaining And and look at the schools that you bring to Kansas City in March. Yes, the travel. With with the basketball pedigree, of course. I like it. Texas and Oklahoma, they don't travel for basketball. No, they don't. No. They don't. Decent programs. Kruger's done a nice job. 
but not great. Mm-hmm. Texas hasn't won an NCAA tournament game in over a decade. No, always underachieve. Buddy Heald took Oklahoma to a Final Four, and outside of that, Sampson had one Final Four. Billy Tubbs mm-hmm. in the 80s? It's been a long time. Blake Griffin had a nice career. A solid Brief. program, but yeah. not a great program. And you replace that with Gonzaga? Uh, yeah, sure. Sign me up. Yeah, it, may, it makes sense. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. He's coming up next. Miller and Condon take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Want a beer? on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, coming up here in about 10 minutes. Uh, More on our Cardinals discussion. I I, I missed this. Jack Flaherty's back on the DL. Yeah, thank you to uh, one of our listeners pointing that out on Twitter. Uh, The red schedule coupled with that news. It's over. I've been a heck of a try, though. They got back into it. We shall see. Stranger things have happened. Let's go to Vegas, shall we? Where I will do in, what, three weeks? Four weeks. Uh, Watch UNLV take on Iowa State. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. He's going to join us all season long. Grateful for that. You can find all the information on Kenny White and uh, what he does at KennyWhiteSports.com. Hello, Kenny White. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, how are you? Hey, Trent Ken, I'm doing great. Let's let's make some money. Let's have this a big college football season. I can't wait for... uh... Even week zero to kick off here. Well, you don't have to wait much longer. It's like 49 and a half hours. But who's counting? We are. <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's um, let's kind of go through a couple of things, Kenny. And uh, you've done a lot of homework on this. Your power ratings are as must-have uh, for anybody that's into this, whether you're a you know, $5 better or whether you're uh, a guy that um, you know takes the elastic band off the bankroll. You've done it for a long time. Uh, college, uh, college football-wise, when you were going through your power rankings, and 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 placing your teams where you did. Who's the team that you placed that surprised you that they weren't as as high as maybe the public most of everybody else has? Who's that team? Uh, I'm going to say Texas A&M. And you know when I when I make my ratings, I, I do team by team, and I and I try to do you know I try to do like a, a good team, a mediocre team, and a and a weak team. Because I don't want to get into that flow of overrating teams or underrating teams, so it's good to try to get a mixture each day. I do about six teams per day. Um, it takes me a couple hours, but there's there's preparation work that goes into that before I start rating them out. So there's a lot of work put into each team, and and it's it's you're going through each individual player uh, to see their size, speed, experience, and any tangible stats you have for those guys. So the, the once once I get all those numbers pumped out and I start looking at them, make the projections, I think, well, Texas A&M looks a little low. That that could be a team that I could be off on. Uh, they rated out the 30th or 29th best team in the country. I have them a 113 rating. I know last year they finished about a 118 rating in my system, but they lost Kellen Mond, and that was about the only loss they had. I guess they did lose Buddy Johnson on their, their defensive side of the ball, but they have seven players back with experience on, on offense, which isn't a ton in the way I do it. The average amount of teams usually have about nine starters back, on, uh, and that's snap count. So Texas A&M, the other one I'll throw out, I know I may have a little low, is uh, the Florida Gators is uh, another team that I, I uh, maybe underrated a little bit. A lot of people here hugging their radios waiting for you to say Iowa State. Kenny, in your last appearance, I think you had them 18 in your preseason rankings, and 
rankled a few Iowa State fans that we <laughs> talked to here about that. They return a ton of production, but the thing that I always point to, they're not alone. In fact, S&P Plus has their returning production 26 in the country. So though they return a lot of starters, a lot of teams return a lot of starters. Why Iowa State at 18 for you? Yeah, you know, and again, before I start every team, I go over the coach and, and what he's done and his ATS record and how long he's been there, what he did before that, and I kind of grade the coach. And Iowa State's let me down the last two years. I've been extremely high on Iowa State. I think I had Iowa State in my top ten last year to start the season. I thought they could beat Oklahoma. Um, they 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 let me down early in the season. Um, they they lost you know a couple of tough games which I never thought they would have lost. Um, and, uh, and it was two years in a row. So uh, Matt Campbell has been thirteen and twelve ATS in those last two years. And actually, he had an eighteen. He's really nineteen and uh, eighteen covering spreads. So. Uh, not a big winner covering point spreads where he was in 2017, where he really impressed me. So I think when I rated Iowa State out, I said, you're not going to do it to me again, Matt Campbell. I'm not going to overrate you three years in a row. So I rated, I feel like I gave them a very fair rating. I may have been a little too conservative. I do have the rating circled in my magazine to me, meaning maybe you did underrate them a little bit. They are one of my favorites. Love Matt Campbell and love Brock Purdy. So I will be very quick to raise them as fast as I can if they, you know, outperform the number that I gave them to start the season. Mm. Uh, what about other teams in the Big Twelve? Let's let's talk about uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, do do you buy into the fact that the other eight teams that I mean I I can't wait for Bedlam this year, right? The game is in Stillwater. That is going to be a brawl, I think. But when you look at the other eight teams, and it's an opportunity to you know to try and show them up on the field, the two teams that are you know are, are abandoning ship and heading to the SEC. How does that play into anything when you're looking at uh, when when you're looking at putting a number on games? Yeah, it will week to week. When I when I you know put together the magazine, I just, it's all all about numbers. I didn't even get a chance to use revenge in the magazine from last year, so it's it's all just strictly power ratings. But when I handicap week to week, yeah, I, I think that uh, everyone in the conference will be have a uh, that game circled. They have it circled anyway because we know those are big name schools. But it'll add a little bit more this year, and with all the extra super seniors around. Uh, those guys get one more shot and one more swing at Texas and Oklahoma. So, yeah, they have a target on their backs. They're going to get everybody's A game. So is there a dark horse in the Big 12? Is there a team that you look at, you kind of put tiers together, Iowa State, Oklahoma kind of up at that top, Texas has talent, we'll see Sark in year number one, but out of that next group, who do you like most? Texas Tech. Uh, they're oh, a team that man. I think is going to be very good. Yeah, Matt, Matt Wells, I think, is an excellent coach. Great coordinator, did a great job at Utah State. Uh, he has And he has plenty of talent left. Uh, they get in Tyler Show from Oregon. He is a really good quarterback. He is uh, going to put up big numbers in this offense. They brought in a TCU um, first-team all-conference player and T.J. Sormenet left tackle. They already returned three starters. So the offensive line is very solid. I think the defense is good. Very consistent across the board. They don't have one unit that's better than any better than the other. So that consistency is going to help. I have them winning seven point seven games. This number opened up four and a half on the win totals. It is up to five over. So it is moving my way. But you only have to win six games. I think they can get those six wins this year, uh, especially Matt Wells with him. And and the big part is the quarterback. When you get a quarterback like Tyler Shaw, 
very rarely do you get this type of transfer. This is a kid who's got a shot to play in the NFL. So uh, that's that's big to get an NFL quarterback on your roster with all of the returning experience. They already have 14 players on defense uh, with returning experience. They bring in a kid from Duke, Marquise Waters, who will start in the secondary, and another kid from NC State, Malik Dunlop, uh, who's also going to end up figuring in the uh, in the uh, starting lineup. So experience, deep. They brought in some transfers. And uh, third year, Matt Wells' system. Texas Tech's going to be my team. I'm on them, been on them, and uh, we'll back them. Interesting. And, you know, with with, uh, with Shuck, the transfer from Oregon, I, Iowa State chased him out of the football mm-hmm. game in the Fiesta Bowl. So we'll see. Uh, let's Before we get to the Big Ten, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, uh, a big announcement uh, concerning Las Vegas. They're going to bring some big, big games uh, to Allegiant Stadium. Um, it, it's very apparent with LSU. And who are they playing? USC and LSU have signed to play. Um, this is going to be one of those destination cities, I think, to open up college football. Of course, there's a big bowl game there with a Big Ten tie in it uh, that's late in uh, late in the bowl season, right before, I think December 30th is the day. But there's no doubt in my mind that Las Vegas is about to become a player in hosting big college football games. Yes, they will be. And it's a, it's it's nice to see. And, you know, I have a feeling, though, guys, they're going to build another stadium here probably because I was told that three years ago by the Liwicki family that uh, A&G could be building uh, more more stadiums and more concert halls and venues uh, to bring crowds to Vegas because it's you know it's hard to gambling is spread everywhere but no one will ever uh, replicate the ambiance of the Las Vegas Strip and that's what everybody loves to come here to see and now you can come here to see professional sports and hang out in the casinos and eat, eat in those gourmet restaurants and just have a great time and it's just a, such a party city right now that. That's why New Orleans has been so big for, yeah. for, for sponsoring bowl games. It's a party city. Vegas is the same now. Gambling is accepted everywhere. We're moving into that that forefront, and we're, we'll have another stadium probably. There'll be two or three bowl games here. Isn't that wild? Okay, we have two uh, two minutes left, so a lot of ground to cover with you. Who's your Big Ten sleeper? Who's underrated? Uh, who, the, the number came out uh, on this school, and you think that's totally wrong. Who's your Texas Tech of the Big Ten? Uh, Minnesota, uh, they're they're a team I think can win the conference. Actually, they're that good. PJ Fleck does a tremendous job. Um, they're they're a team that has plenty of experience back. PJ has now you know installed his system. It's all his players, and he did well with with uh, the previous coaching regime. Trey Clay's players. Tanner Morgan had a great year in 2019. Not so good last year. He's somewhere in between. I think he put up puts up very very good numbers. But yeah, Minnesota. Uh, is a team that I really like. I'm not sure if you're going to touch on the Week Zero games. One play that I really like yep. that I want to give your 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 listeners: Fresno State minus 15 and a half in the first half. Connecticut did not play last year. No football for 20 months, and they're making the longest possible travel there is uh, from stores to <laughs> Fresno. There's no direct flights. It's going to be bus, trains, automobiles, and 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 two airplane rides. These kids are going to be worn out by the time they get there. And Fresno can really run the football. They got a running back named Ronnie Rivers, who I've got rated number one in my magazine with Iowa State's running back Brees Hall. That's how good he is. So that should be a fun game to watch and be invest your money in. So the total, the first half total under fifteen and a half. No, no, oh, the no, point, no, no. Point, Lay the points. Lay the points with Fresno. Minus fifteen on Fresno. Gotcha. You are Lay the points with Fresno going up against the defending national champion from the New York Times, <laughs> UConn. They gave him the national championship since they didn't play last That's year. That's unbelievable. Kenny, uh, t- <laughs> tell us about what you got going, both NFL and college uh, football, at KennyWhiteSports.com. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. The magazines, we're blowing them out, and we're getting ready for kickoff, so we're doing a discount. We'd like to do them with your uh, loyal listeners. If they come to the website, purchase the college, the NFL, or both packages, uh, they get 25% off. All they have to use the discount code Miller and Condon 25. Miller and Condon 25. They'll get them 25% off the magazine. Two day mail. It'll be out to them. They'll have it ready for week one of the college football, and they'll be well ahead of their way on, for the NFL as well. So appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm looking forward to a big, big, big college football season. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Kenny White. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to Thank talk you. to you. Have a great week. Yep, use the same. Kenny White, kennywhitesports.com. Uh, Mitch Holt is coming up next. Interesting teams. He's got Texas Tech, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, the teams that um, didn't like the total on each of them. Laying, laying 15 in the first half. I'm jumping aboard with that against the defending champs. <laughs> uh, Miller and Con and Mitch Holt is next. 1460 KX and 0-1. And Ames. Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. Bill Bender from the Sporting News kicks off hour number two. Quick look. Quick look. Spend some time looking at high school football. Uh, in Central Iowa, gets underway tomorrow night. Line 11's ringing, Trent. I think Mitch Holtis is on 11 for you there. Uh, we'll do that with uh, Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register coming up here in just 40 minutes or thereabouts. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, he is with us. Uh, Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Mitch Holtis, Papa John's sponsors. This is your, I think, penultimate a daily appearance through a month of August. You should take the next week off, at least with our show, before getting back with once a week. Uh, we've enjoyed yep. it, I, as, as we always do. And today you're going to look at the war horse, as you call him. My God, he, yeah. he Travis Kelsey never misses it. He's very underrated, even with all of the stuff he's done, Ken. And we can list all the tight ends. Uh, but really, he needs two designations. One is a tight end, and then is a pseudo-wide receiver. But you also have to give him a third designation in that he is an absolute war horse. Mm-hmm. 3,381 snaps the past three years. In the past eight years, he has missed only two games, the two games that Coach Reed held out the starters. <laughs> he has not missed a regular season game to injury, and he just plays and plays and plays, and he's asked to do a lot, a lot, a lot. He's really amazing what he's done on the field. But just his durability has been spectacular. No, it really has. You know what? Uh, Tony Gonzalez was a phenomenal. At the time, I thought it was Sharp. Uh, Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez were at the top. Yep. Um, but to get a guy like Kelsey, who's you know making people in Kansas City, maybe forgets too strong of a word, Tony Gonzalez, and what he meant to that football game, our football team, that shows you just how good this guy is. Well, Gonzalez and Sharp redefined the position. Instead of being just a glorified tackle that you might throw the ball to off play action once or twice a game or bootlegs, those guys, and then you started throwing the Jimmy Grahams and the Gronks, they became an absolute weapon or sometimes a centerpiece. Kelsey has redefined the redefinition. And the reason I say that is 30% of the time last year, Ken and Trent, Kelsey lined up as a wide receiver. They call it the ISO-Y position. And many times the Chiefs will line him up opposite the trips. There will be three to one side. 
Kelsey will be by himself matched up against a corner. The last three years in this glorious run of 39-9 and and three AFC Championship games, two AFC Championships and a Super Bowl title and two Super Bowls, Kelsey has beaten elite corners time after time after time as a single-side X or slash ISO Y receiver. He's really amazing, but it's the way he's trained his mind and the trained his game but he loves it all. He loves every bit of it. You know, I mean, it's it's a mentality. I mean, we've got great leadership from the top down. Uh, Clark Hunt and him getting everybody that, that we need to get this team together, like Brett Veach and Andy Reid. And from there, I just listen to Coach Reid and, and go, man. Coach Reid takes care of his guys in terms of making sure that, that we're working hard. And um, on top of that, he knows how long this season is and, and the kind of guys that we have here that, that we're going to get after it when, whenever we practice. So I think it's just, um, you know, trusting Coach Reed and his and his uh, his his ability to coach us and lead us and you know just go out there and play my tail off for Chiefs Kingdom. He's redefined it, Ken. He's he's made it this tight end that plays a wide receiver position too. People ask me all the time, "Who's your WR two? They want to know for fantasy. <laughs> right. And I tell them Kelsey, based on targets and the way he aligns, he's he's the WR two of this team and the tight end. How would you try and cover him? How would you do it? You've seen every, every teams have tried everything, everything, I've right? Seen everything, yeah, everything. And Belichick tries to take him out. Anytime we see Belichick, he's like, okay, Tyree Kill, who kills Belichick. Yeah. I mean, seventy-eight yard touchdown, eighty yard touchdown, eighty yard touchdown. And we pretty much, you know, we've had our time with Belichick. We're we're fifty, actually, one ahead of him. He beat us in the AFC Championship game, but we're getting the better part of that cat. Uh, but he tries to take Kelsey out. And they double him. They hit him at the line of scrimmage, and then they have a safety sitting behind him. But that's just, you just kind of pick your poison. I guess you do that. I've seen everything. People have tried everything on him. But when he's beating single side safety, uh, corners, corners, right. he's beating Ladarius White. He's beating uh, that elite corner Cleveland's got. I mean, he's beating the best corners in the game one on one, like DeAndre Hopkins. That's where he's really, really, Kelsey's really, really underrated. We've talked a little bit about the rookie Noah Gray out of Duke, the fifth-round draft pick. Also, the belldozer back. What else do you anticipate short of Kelsey, the rest of the tight end position? Jody Fortson as well enters this picture because going into camp, going into these reports on August the 2nd with you, I thought that those those two guys you mentioned with Kelsey would be the tight end room. Jody Fortson now enters the picture, and I really think on August 26th, they'll carry four tight ends on this roster. Fortson's another guy that helps be a countermeasure to the stuff that Ken's talking about of, hey, how are we going to handle Kelsey? Well, let's double him. Let's just line him up and jam him up. Hmm. But he's got to have some help, not just getting off the field, but also these other guys. So you're going to see different plays, different structure uh, from Andy Reid this year. That's what I'm saying. There's more change to this team than you realize. And some of it's take the load off, Kelsey. Uh, Mitch, tomorrow, I, I promised one of our listeners that I would ask you about Austin Blythe, but I don't want to rush you. He's a, he's a, you know an Iowa kid, obviously, as you know. Um, yeah, Williamsburg. But, yeah, so so let's spend a minute on Austin Blythe at some point. Uh, but let's talk about Papa John's uh, before we get out of here and what they've got going on. Has the drones uh, landed? Do we do we know what's coming up? There's a squadron of them now. They're encompassing. They're at Waukee. Uh-huh. But they've spread out all across the city. There's one actually. I think I can see right now over Southwest Polk, uh, Southeast Polk High School. So uh, there's one over Lincoln High School. I wonder why they're over the high schools. But anyway, um, the Shakaroni is what I'm hearing now. The Shakaroni, and it's killing me because I didn't have much of a breakfast, and I want to get one of these babies right now. And I've got to do the G E H A 
feel that Arrowhead dedication here in a little bit. But I would I macaroni XL pizza. Check them out. Great to watch a game. It's Friday night's game against the Vikings. Dual dual Des Moines game, right? A lot of Vikes fans, a lot of Chiefs yep. fans. Go get a shakaroni pizza. Papa John's, watch the games and listen to the game. Talk to you tomorrow. We do have to bring up Austin Blythe at some point. Have a wonderful day, okay? Let's talk Austin Blythe tomorrow. I'm, I'm down with it. Look forward to it. See you, Mitch. Have a great day. Okay. Hour two coming up next. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.